I'm as bad as the worst, but thank God I'm as good as the best. Walt Whitman said that, and I'm saying this. Welcome to High and Low. Good day and good night. Welcome to the High and Low Basketball Show. This is episode number 100 and way, a.k.a. episode number 182, because... Dwayne Wade is arguably the greatest player born in the year 1982. And I say arguably because there might be some Amari Stoudemire or Boris Diaw fans with a differing opinion or maybe Gilbert Arenas is your preference. I don't know. I would question everything about you if that that was the case. But uh, we are all entitled to our own opinions. Uh, Nevertheless, we're going with Dwayne Wade because... Of all the players born in 82, D-Wade is the guy with three titles, NBA Finals MVP trophy, Hall of Fame credentials. He got those. He got those. He, he is him. I think it's fair to say his achievements far outweigh Gilbert's short stint as a top 30 player. I don't know. Why am I going at Gilbert Arenas? I'm not sure why I'm doing that. Anyway, not my attention at all. Let's move on. Again, welcome to the show. My name is Ike Amechi. Around here, we live by a principle governed by the high and low lives of the world, which means we talk about basketball, especially and specifically the NBA. And we talk about it at any time, anywhere, north, south, east, west, high and low. This week on the show, we're in the NBA's upside down. What does that mean? Well, it's a place where left is right, right is wrong, up is down. Why is everything upside down? Uh, We spend hours days, weeks, years talking about the best, celebrating the best, propping them up on pedestals and putting them on Mount Rushmore. And that's fine. When a person excels at what they do, they should be recognized for it. Amen, brother. Amen. Love this. All right. Woo. Keep that in mind when I share what today's topic is about. Week after week, we give a lot of real estate to Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Steph Curry. But I want to shed some light On the other side of that conversation, some would call this exposing, but I disagree with that. This is an opportunity to put the spotlight on the other side. A couple of episodes back, I talked about the illusion of stardom and how much we we should appreciate the guys who aren't on the marquee. We're staying in the same universe, but we're going a little lower (laughs) down the ranks. In fact, I'm going all the way down to the bottom. I've done this before. Uh, talked about the worst player in the NBA or the worst players in the NBA. I'm going to do it again. An early season, a very early season look at the worst player in the league by some interesting metrics. I'll explain in a bit. Uh, You don't want to miss this one. I also have a listener question. Very interesting one. Uh, I'm going to answer that one. It's a question about the refs. Yes. Hugo's favorite subject. Uh, Anyway, stay tuned for that. Before we lock in, let me check in. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Yes, he is. Uh, Listeners, thank you for joining us for another installment of the show. Another week, another episode, more NBA. So, of course, more high and low. And things are certainly happening in the NBA. You have questions. I have answers. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about something important. This week's listener question is from Cameron in Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to Nebraska, land of the Cornhuskers. Uh, Cameron's question is this. Is it just me or 
Are the refs giving out texts more frequently and for lesser infractions? Great question. Again, great question, Cameron. It's not just you. You know, I've heard comments from other people who watch the game, uh, which led me to some stat chasing, right? Because on the surface, it would appear so. You know, my immediate reaction was to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. But again, I uh, just wanted to do a little stat chasing. And apparently there have been 92 technical fouls in total this season. $184,000 in fines. That's right. Each technical costs $2,000. Um, by this time last season, though, there were 132 techs given out. $264,000 in fines. So the statistical answer is a resounding no. no. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm sure sentiment analysis would uh, tell a different story. When a superstar is given a technical for a split second of eye contact with a defender after dunking on him, you know, a technical that leads to his ejection in like the third quarter, people are going to get frustrated, especially during a season in which you have a new player participation policy to ensure that fans who pay good money to watch NBA stars in person get what they pay for. And you have satisfied sponsors because nationally televised games feature the best players on the best teams. So when you tune into a game where you pay to watch LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, you pay to watch them in person and they get ejected in the second quarter or the third quarter for blowing on another player. Whoa! What did you say? You're going to get up in your feelings, man. You're going to feel ripped off. So... Refs have to consider that when making these calls, you know, the business of the game is bigger than the game itself. Sorry, but it is. That's just the reality. But yeah, great question, Cameron. Thank you so much. Cameron from Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to the people of Nebraska, the Cornhusker country. No, the Cornhusker state. Cornhusker country, the Cornhusker state. A quick reminder to High and Low Lives, if you want to leave a question for us to answer on the show, send your DM to us on TikTok and more High and Low, or you can send it to us on Instagram at Get High and Low. Links are always in the show notes every single time. Speaking of time, it's time for us to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the worst player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, respectfully, respectfully. Anyway, this is High and Low. We'll be right back. This moment is brought to you by High and Low listeners. This week on the High and Low NBA show, listeners were asked to share the top five power forwards of all time. We heard from Cameron in Omaha, Nebraska. Starting at number five, he places the legendary Kevin Garnett, whose intensity and skill make him an undisputed power forward icon. Number four is none other than the mailman Carl Malone, a relentless force on the Utah Jazz. Claiming the third spot is Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound and a relentless force during his playing days. At number two, Cameron gives a nod to Dirk Nowitzki, the seven-foot maestro who redefined the power forward position. And drumroll please. Drumroll! For the coveted number one spot. The formidable Tim Duncan, the backbone of the San Antonio Spurs dynasty. Cameron, we appreciate your hoops insight from the heartland. Now, back to the High and Low NBA show. And I'm back. I'm Ike Amechi, and this 
is the High and Low Basketball Show. As mentioned earlier, I'm pulling you into the NBA's Upside Down this segment. I've done this before, back on episode 87 on January 17th, 2022. I used PER as a catch-all metric to identify the worst players in the NBA. Uh, if you want to know who they were, feel free to listen to that episode. I've also talked about the worst NBA stars in the league. That was episode 138. Talked about the worst team in the in the NBA. That was on episode 145. So, hey, by all means, go back to those episodes so you can listen uh, and uh, hear me dwell in the NBA's upside down. This is not new territory, uh, but I don't do it that often. In fact, I wasn't planning on talking about this at all this week. I wasn't planning on it until I stumbled onto this crafted plus minus metric courtesy of craftingmba.com. This was sent to me and I went through and I was just like, wow. Um, They found a way to integrate a bunch of popular advanced metrics from different sites and basically curate interesting and terrifyingly accurate rankings with all of these metrics considered uh, points per possession off of an ISO or the pick and roll or a dribble handoff off a screen in the post or a spot up and then determining the percentage of points coming from those different categories. Quite interesting if you really dig down and dive into these uh, metrics and crafted plus minus just seemed to be the most accurate measure of the top players when I was looking through it by this metric Top five players in the league to date, I know it's still early in the season, uh, it's Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Devin Booker, and Steph Curry. That's a pretty good list, I just have to say. Qualitatively, great list. Now, of course, my mind went in the opposite direction. I wondered what the bottom of that list would look like, and the results might surprise you. (laughs) I'm going to share the five worst players, starting with number five and ending with the worst People don't like to talk about this stuff. They don't like to throw shade, but it's not shade, man. It's, it's it's just providing light. It's the exact opposite. We shine in the spotlight on players who otherwise wouldn't get that attention, at least for the most part. So based on the advanced stats I shared earlier, Grady Dick of the Toronto Raptors is the fifth worst player in the league at the time of this recording. Uh, remember the Raps used their 2023 lottery pick on Dick and got Dick. Whoa! What did you uh, say? Never mind. <laughs> I had to say it, man. I'm sorry. It's his name. That's his name. Okay. I'm not cursing. It's not profanity. That's his name. Uh, anyway, never mind advanced statistics. If you just look at Dick's traditional numbers, they're atrocious. 15% from the field, 8% from three in his last five games. Uh, He averages less than a bucket a game in 14 minutes per game. (laughs) He's a rookie, so it's early. You know what? He gets a pass. He gets a pass. We'll check back with Dick after the All-Star break. All right? Pause. (laughs) All right, guys, what's next? Number four on this list is Theo Maledon. Yes, he's French. Not Canadian French like Lou Dort. Nah, Maladon is French, French, like Victor Wembanyama, French. Yeah. Uh, fourth year guard in Charlotte who was drafted to Philly back in 2020, got traded to OKC along with Al Horford. Started with the Spark, and now he's playing a bit part in Charlotte. Did you hear that? Uh, mm, sound like a line. I like that. 
started with a spark and now he's playing a bit part. I like that. But yeah, he's he's playing a bit part in Charlotte, averaging 5.8 points per game, shooting 15% from three. Again, small, tiny, minute sample size. Uh, but it's interesting to see this side of the league. Really it is. All right, guys, what's next? Uh, next up is Malachi Branham, second-year guard in San Antonio, drafted 20th overall back in 2022, and where's the number 22? Lots of twos there. Lots of twos. Interesting interesting note about Malachi. Uh, he played at St. Mary St. Vincent in Akron, Ohio, the same school LeBron James put on the map. Uh, but unlike LeBron, Malachi played some college ball. In fact, he played for LeBron's favorite college team, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Uh, Malachi is not uh, not off to a great start this season, but uh, maybe Wemby will rub off on him at some point this season in San Antonio. We'll be right back. This week in NBA history, top guys did top guy things. On November 15th, 1960, basketball fans witnessed an unparalleled scoring spectacle as Elgin Baylor, donning the iconic Los Angeles Lakers jersey, put his name in NBA record books. In a mesmerizing performance, Baylor amassed a staggering 71 points, setting a record that reverberated through the league. The Lakers soared to a 123-108 to victory over the Knicks in New York, and Baylor's feat captivated fans and pundits alike. Yet, such is the ephemerality of records in the world of basketball, as Wilt Chamberlain would ascend to even greater heights, eclipsing Baylor's mark with an awe-inspiring 100-point game against New York on March 2nd, 1962. On November 16, 1957, the basketball realm witnessed a rebounding spectacle as Bill Russell, the towering force of the Boston Celtics, asserted his dominance on the boards in a resounding victory over Philadelphia. In a single half, Russell snared an astonishing 32 rebounds, adding his name to the NBA record books. This remarkable feat, a testament to Russell's unparalleled prowess in the paint, set a standard that still echoes through the halls of basketball history. The Celtics claimed a convincing 111-89 home victory, and Russell concluded the game with a total of 49 rebounds. As the pages of his illustrious career turned, Russell's rebounding prowess reached even greater heights, culminating in a monumental game against Syracuse on February 5, 1960, where he hauled in an astounding 51 rebounds. Only the towering figure of Wilt Chamberlain, with his 55 rebound performance, would surpass Russell's indomitable presence on the boards. That was a little something for the NBA history nerds. Now let's get back to the high and low NBA show. Anyway, let's move on to the second worst player in the league, according to the crafted plus minus metric. It's Max Christie, second year guard for the Lakers of Los Angeles. Christie was a second round pick back in 2022. Uh, went to Rolling Meadows High School in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, a city that has produced two NFL quarterbacks in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Scott Tolson. 
Anyone who's watched Veep or Office Space or Talladega Nights would be familiar with another Rolling Meadows product, actor Gary Cole. Um, You know what? I'm not going to jump down that Hollywood rabbit hole. I would love to, but I won't. Yeah, I can't digress. Can't digress. Instead, I'll say this about Max Christie. Uh, He was projected to average 11 points per game this season. Uh, He's currently averaging 3.8 on 28% shooting from the field, 10% from behind the arc. Yikes. It's early. Again, early. But um, Max Christie, get your numbers up. All right, you guys, what's next? Finally, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. The worst player in the NBA right now at this ridiculously early point in the season. This player was expected to make an impact this season. Big one, actually. Uh, He was supposed to take his team by the reins and lead them into the next era of the franchise. In fact, the team cleared the runway for him. They jettisoned their franchise player and handed the keys to this boy. Uh, Boy, I guess I shouldn't say that. To this guy, to this man, uh, this player jumped into the driver's seat and passed gas instead of stepping on. In other news. (coughs) My apologies. Uh, I'm talking about Scoot Henderson in Portland, uh, Portland Trailblazers. Scoot has been abysmal through the first handful of games while his uh, rookie counterpart has been killing it in San Antonio. Like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, traditional stats tell the same story as the advanced metrics, 8.8 points per game on 34% shooting 9.5% from behind the arc. Uh, Point guards usually have a tough adjustment to the NBA pace, the NBA game. And it's, it's happening. It's happening for Scoot. Uh, it's happening to Scoot. <laughs> uh, I don't see Rookie of the Year trophies in his future, but I'm sure Scoot will turn this around and prove his worth. In the meantime, he is the worst player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Why the fuck I can't shoot three-point shots? Anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode of High and Low. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was a brief one. Remember to subscribe to High and Low anywhere you find podcasts and make us a part of your weekly routine. Uh, You know where to find us. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on X. Uh, We are on YouTube. Links to those are all in the show notes. Uh, Listeners can find Hugo, Mitch, Sean, Steven. You'll find them there, including myself. Uh, Once again, music is by Live of the Enjoy Music Group. You can find Live on X and on Instagram at L-Y-V-E. Additional music is by Sonny Rockwell of the goodness. You can't find that guy anywhere. Ghost. Sound design is by Vaughn August. This is a Vaughn Abraham podcast, just in case you didn't know. So on behalf of the Mandem, on behalf of the Cornhuskers of the world, I'm Ike Amechi. Thank you for listening to High and Low, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>